Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We hope you're blessed by this week's message. So I'm going to share a little bit this morning on where some, many people will not want to venture to, a place that you might not want to go to. But I'm going to talk about it anyway. And we're going to tie it into where we have been. And let me just say that it, it's a... It's a journey, it's a path that is harder, but it's so worth it, okay? And not everybody wants to venture that way, because it's harder, but it's worth it. So we're going to talk this morning, we've been talking about experiencing God. How many was here last week when Pastor Martin kicked off their whole series on experiencing God? Yes, wasn't it good? Anyone in here? Yes, I thought there was people there. I was not the only one. Um, but we have this saying around here that says that encountering God's love changes everything, right? When we encounter God's love and we experience his love, it changes us. Um, it just, it's very real. You know, I share this a lot that when I, uh, you know, before I didn't have a lot of girlfriends or anything earlier on in life, uh, I had one and that was my wife here. Um, you know, partly because I just wasn't interested, quite frankly, so I would find out people like me and I'd be immediately turned off by it. I don't know why, I was wired very oddly. Um, but I didn't know much about dating or relationships, so I would read books about it and I would try to study it and what would I do if I'm in this situation? How would I react? Um, you know, but nothing prepared me for when I actually fell in love and then started to experience love, right? We can read all the books in the world, uh, but until you experience it, you really don't know. And that's how I feel about the Lord. It's like we can read all the books and we can read the Bible as much as we want. We could memorize all the scriptures in the world and that's great. But until we experience Jesus himself, the word, right? Jesus is the living word. That until we experience the living word, we, haven't re- we don't really know until we've experienced him. So knowing and experiencing can be two very different things. Um, we talk a lot about Ephesians 3.19 and to know the love of God, right? To know the love of God, which surpasses knowledge, that you can be filled up to all the filledness of God. And we've talked about how that word know actually comes from the Greek word that means uh, from gnosko, which doesn't just mean head knowledge, but to know the love of God means to know through personal experience, to know intimately, Right? Like, I knew my wife when we were dating. I started to understand what she liked and, you know, what her favorite color was, and I knew this stuff, but then we came deeper into experience with each other and into union with each other. That's what God wants for us with him, is to come into union together. We don't just know about him, but we've experienced him deeply, right? He's been with us through the good and through the bad, and we've, we've been through stuff together. So we talk about this a lot at New Hope, that we want to have a strong biblical background, but tied to experience, right? We want to know, we want to study, we want to understand the Bible. In October, we're going to do a whole series here on the book of Galatians, and it's going to be on Sunday mornings. I'm going to be sharing it, I've been working on it, I'm excited about it. Um, We're going to be doing this, and we're going to go deep into the book of Galatians, because it's got a huge, it's got huge implications for us today. That's not just a letter that was written 2,000 years ago, although it was that, Um, but it is so much more. It's for us today. There's stuff we can take away from it, Uh, and it's just an enormous 
Uh, it was a devastating blow to legalism back in the day, and we're going to learn from that for today and what we don't need to carry with us on the Christian journey because we don't want to bring extra baggage, right? We just want, it's us and Jesus. That's it. We don't have a whole bunch of laws and regulations to follow. Uh, but we're talking about experiencing God in such powerful ways that it leads to transformation in our lives, right? That's the goal, is that we become transformed into the one that we love, right? Which is God, which is Jesus. Uh, we become more like him. You know, you heard the old adage that when you're married, you know, you start to, even the spouses start to look alike. You know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of a joke. You start to you know, act like you finish each other's sentences. You know, we have some here who have been married 60 years, uh, so many who have been, a couple who have been married 50 years, right? You guys can attest to this. You start to get to know each other. You take on more of the nature of the other person, uh, which is a good thing. That's how it is with us and God. We start to actually take, we take on his nature. We become more and more like him. That's our goal. We're not just getting smarter, um, but we're, we want to experience what we're learning about so that every area of our lives is impacted by our experience with Jesus. Right? So it's like, every, think about every area of your life, how you spend your money, how we work, and how we bring God into our jobs. You know, how He is with us during the day when we're in college or when we're in school. But every area of our lives being impacted by God. Think about that. That's our goal is that God, you know, we are yours. You, you are in me. I am in you. I'm not just a separate thing that exists apart from you, but every area, Lord, you have access to every area of my life, right? That I bring every area of my life under your lordship. That's our goal. Anybody can experience God. And Pastor Martin shared about this last week. You know, we all experience God in different ways, you know? I mean, I hear, feel his presence when I'm on the car on my way to work in the mornings a lot. And I get, a lot of times, I get my message for that Sunday because he's speaking to me and I'm listening. I'm hoping I'm remember until I get to work where I can write the stuff down or I got to dictate things into my phone. You might experience God, you feel his presence when you're in the shower and it's just like just you and him and you're singing, you're worshiping. Or in our times of worship, you know, you experience God and you feel the presence of God and you feel something come over you and the joy of God or the peace, that's, that's feeling the presence of God. So however it is you experience God, you know, keep doing it and keep going deeper and hold that thing. You know, some of us experience God when we're out walking through nature and you just look at it and you're like, this is so amazing, there had to be a God who created this. So beautiful, right? It's like, wow, that's awesome. Um, so today what I want to do is I want to talk about experiencing God's alongside others. Okay? Experiencing God alongside others. Um, because I think it's important. How many know that your journey is linked to those around you? You know, my journey in things of God is linked to those that God has put in my path. My journey in God is linked to all of you, right? And you're linked to me. It's an amazing, beautiful thing that God created, you know, for that reason. So to those who God has put in our lives, I love our director of spiritual life here, John Lampanero, talks about, he's like, know your posse that you go through life with, Right? Know your posse. Who is it who God has put in your life? And I see people looking at each other next, you know, to the person next to them laughing. Um, but it's serious. Know who God has called you to run with in life. Who has God put in your life, right, to be an encourager, to speak the word that's difficult into your life or, or encouraging? 
Um, and don't get stranded off on your own and get picked off you know, by the enemy because you're by yourself. Know your posse. Know who you're going with. Know who you're linked to be with in the body of Christ. The Bible is very, very clear that our lives are interconnected, right? That we are all part of the body of Christ. It's like, you're an arm, you're a leg, you're a finger. I mean, it's like we need each other to function as a full body. So we all have a call, we have purpose, we have spiritual gifts, we're all different members of the body, we all fulfill a unique purpose, but it's like through the full expression of us all working and serving together and moving together, that God gets glorified, right? And that we advance the kingdom of God on earth. And it starts to feel more and more like the king's realm, like Jesus is here living here, right? We're created to be interconnected, moving together, serving one another. How many know that that's when you're at your best in life? Is when you are moving together, you're serving together, you're moving forward together. The old adage, if you want to go far, go alone. If you want to go, or I'm sorry, if you want to go fast, go go alone. If you want to go far, go together. You know, we're about going together, you know, and we want to go far. We're called to go far together. How many believe you're called to go far? Or farther, you know? Not just fast, but far. So today I want to talk a little bit about um, walking in the light, and how this is part of our journey of being linked to one another as we experience God. I don't think it's possible to experience God in the fullness without walking in the light and being connected to each other. Okay, can we talk about that? Remember I said in the beginning, not everyone is willing to go here, but I'm hoping we are all willing to go here. I'm going to say why you know, it's important through the Bible too, so it's not just me saying it. You're going to hear from the Bible itself. So we stay on the path of experiencing God by walking in the light, okay? We stay on the path by walking in the light. There's nothing hidden among us. We don't walk in darkness and we don't walk in confusion. How many knows you are not called to walk in darkness? And we can look at all the root words in the Bible of everything. What does it mean walking in the light? It means not walking in darkness. It means walking on the path, walking in the light, He is light. We're abiding in Christ. We're moving forward. We're walking in the light. Uh, I want to read this. I love this verse. I think there's so much in this. Um, If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You know, every area of our lives being overwhelmed by the presence of God, walking in the light. Can you imagine every area of your lives is just like open to the Lord and open to those around you? Uh, That every area of our lives is being overwhelmed by the light of God. Every area of our lives, Lord, let it be overwhelmed by the light in the presence of Jesus. That there's nothing hidden among us that there's no me over here and there's me over there and there's this different person here. No, it's like every area of my life, Lord, being overwhelmed by the light and the presence of Jesus, that there's nothing hidden. There's no hidden areas. I love this translation from the message. It says that, same scripture, but we'll read it in this version. If we claim that we experience a shared life with him, and continue to stumble around in the dark, we're obviously lying through our teeth. 
We're not living what we claim. I love how Eugene Peterson put that. But if we walk in the light, God himself being the light, we also experience shared life with one another as the sacrificed blood of Jesus, God's son, purges all our sin. I love that. If we stumble around in the dark, if we're constantly stumbling around in the dark, something's off. And if you, if you feel like that, there's no shame in it, but talk to someone. There, there, you need to get prayer. If someone wants to pray with you and help you through this, because we're not called to just stumble around in the dark through life. You know, right? We have a good father who has he's laid out a path for us that we're learning to walk in. But if we walk in the light, God being the light, we also experience shared life with one another. We don't experience a full shared life with one another unless we walk in the light. We're not going to come into the depth of connection and relationships that God has intended us if we don't walk in the light, right? So to walk in the light, we need that. We're not going to experience it without it. And we're not going to experience the fullness of God if we don't walk in the light because we experience God through our relationships with others, right? How many know it's like, you know, you're not, Paul didn't, well, let's just say this, the, the first church wasn't set up with a whole bunch of individuals out doing their own thing, right? It was a, there was a mass conversion of 3,000 people came to the Lord and then there's broke out into different churches. God intended the body of Christ to, to be a body, to be together, we're not just our own individual island. You're gonna, your growth will be stunted in things of God if you are not open to others and open to God using other people to speak into your life. Right. We need each other. Yeah. Right? God is building a community of believers who will walk in the light, who are going to experience God, and who are going to share life with each other. And I believe it here. I, I believe this. God is building a community of believers here who walk in the light, experience God, and share life with one another. I think you need all three of those things for that all to work. You know, we can't experience God if we don't walk in the light. We're not going to share life with one another if we're not experiencing God and walking in the light, right? That we're walking in a way where there's no hidden things in us. We're not different people here, different people there. We're not keeping major areas of our life secret because either we're embarrassed or we're ashamed. It's like, no, we all should have people in our lives that we can talk with, that we can share. I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Will you pray for me, right? And on the other side of that coin is that we're a church where it accepts people who aren't perfect. And we can allow people to make mistakes. Um, you know, we always talk about this walking in the light. Well, we do need to create a culture here and God is doing that, where people are, they can come in and, you know, hey, say I have a problem, and they're not looked at like they have three eyes or something, you know, like, we all have problems, right? We all have areas of our lives that we need each other, we need prayer for, that God is still growing us in, right? None of us have arrived. I mean, trust me, none of us have arrived. And you know I talk with a lot of you during the week, I know you haven't arrived yet, okay? <laughs> And you can ask my wife about me. She'll tell you I haven't arrived, okay? You can ask my kids, too. Okay, be quiet. No, no. <laughs> Nothing from you guys on that one. It's tragic for me to hear stories where people waited too long to get help or to be honest, you know? And as I shared on the other side of that coin is it's also tragic if the church isn't able to help or isn't able to do something to provide a place 
for people to be honest and to struggle. Um, I was talking with a great Bible teacher down the road from here, and he teaches at Northeastern Seminary. And he was, this guy's just a brilliant Old Testament scholar, and he was saying that the best thing is when a church allows there to be lament. You know, where, where David in the Bible talked about, he had Psalms where he just lamented. And it's like, we think David just did that, but we, we really all do that too, right? Do we ever have seasons where we say, why God? You know, why am I going through this? You know, Jesus had that. David had that. You know, but a church should be a place where you can allow lament, is what he was saying too, that we can bring our pain before God. And we can bring our problems and bring our pain before him. He already knows we're going through it. So let's make it a place where people can be honest and they can be open and they can bring their imperfections yes. before Jesus, yes. right? Um, I remember part of my story on this. Um, I remember this was years ago. I was struggling in an area of my life and it was sin and it was affecting my marriage. But I had a very good friend at that point who was willing to confront me in this area. And I remember it as clear as day. I came home from work one day, and there he was sitting on my couch at home, ready to talk with me. Because I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to my wife. And I needed to get help, and I needed to come clean, and I needed to be honest. Um, and I remember coming home from work, and there he is, sitting on the couch, and I was, wasn't really happy about it. <laughs> I was irritated. Uh, it was not convenient, we'll just say that, okay? And I didn't really want to go there. But this friend loved me enough that he was willing to come out and sit me down after a work day and confront this area in my life that it needed to be. And I luckily had an opportunity there to, to either listen or to reject it or to say, no, you don't have any right to come over and do this to me. You know, you don't know. You know, but by the grace of God and the mercy of God, I was able to listen, get help, and grow, uh, and we have not been the same since. But, you know, I, this is one of the great stories of my life and my walk with Christ was someone who willing to confront this, and um, it, it was not fun. If you've ever been in a situation where it's like you have friends in your life who are confronting, it's not fun. Uh, it actually sucks. Um, you know, if I can say that. We might have to rewind that out of tape or delete it out. But, but I'm just saying it because we're all going to experience this. And when you get to that point, it's easy to hear it in a message. But when you're in that moment, it's going to feel lousy. But we need it. And we need to invite others into our lives, right? That's part of walking in the light. Be open and willing. And then submit to God's working in your life. You know, but we walk in the light by being honest about our struggles. We walk in the light by abiding in Christ, following the Holy Spirit's leading within our lives, right? That's how we walk in the light. God is light. There's no, nothing hidden in him, it says. There's nothing hidden in him. You know, what if we had lives that were open to each other? Like, and and I, we are, but God wants to go even farther here with this. I'm telling you. He, he, he wants us to grow even more in this. Uh, it's not just for ourselves. It's for all those that God's going to be bringing in. That This is a place where people can come in and they don't feel like they have to have everything all put together to fit in perfectly. And, you know, because I, I, I'm telling you, we are all a work in progress. We all have areas in our lives that we're believing God for breakthrough for. 
or that we have not reached the goal yet. I bet if you talked with Al and Carol, married 60 years back there, 60 plus years, they would even say that they are still in falling in love with each other and they're still going deeper in knowing and understanding each other. You know, because I know them. I remember many years ago, I think it was at the 50 anniversary mark, that uh, someone had asked them, said, what's the secret? And I remember Al yelling out from the back, death to self. <laughs> that was 50, after 50 years, that was the secret. <laughs> so great. You know, but here's the reality too. I think it's okay to say, is it okay to say that we all have weakness? That we all have weaknesses? I mean, it was Paul that said, you know, he is made perfect in our weaknesses. He didn't say that we don't have any weaknesses. He said he's made perfect in our areas of weakness. You know, I have a leadership team here who can compensate for my weak areas, right? And hopefully I can help compensate for, for some of theirs. Um, you know, that, that's just the reality. We have weaknesses. We don't talk about that in church. And, and honestly, in culture, we do focus more on strengths. And I love that. I love Strengths Finder. I've gone through it and worked with other people through it. And um, I think you get more out of people by focusing on their strengths. But we don't have to abandon the fact that we have weakness. Right. And I think it's, we're human, we're humanity, you know. Let's be honest about that. So we're going to experience God as we walk in the light. We walk in the light through honesty and transparency with who God has put in your life. Okay? Um, last fall, I was going through a difficult season. Difficult season here, leading uh, in my family life. We had some challenges we were facing, um, and I hadn't been in that season in quite a while. But, and I found it hard. The Lord was saying this to me back then, like, why are you having a hard time explaining this with your own team? Why are you feeling like you can't share that you have a weakness with your team? So the Lord was even dealing with me back in the fall on this same thing. Like, we don't outgrow this walking in the light. I don't care how long you've been saved or been following Jesus. It's a daily walk of like, am I going to be honest? Am I going to be real? And at that point, it was like, you know what, guys? I had to say, we are really struggling. You know, we're walking through some really difficult stuff and we have to pull back out of this and pull back out of that. And that's like the hardest thing for me to admit, which is a whole other story. Um, but I'm just being honest and being real with you uh, that we all, you know, we all have to you know, focus on being honest and transparent. And I haven't always done the best job at that. Um, but open your life to those around you. You know, that's why we don't just see each other on Sundays. And that's why we talk about things like life groups things like uh, Wednesday Night Life, because it's impossible here, if, especially if you're new, to get to know people. I mean, we get to know, we get to chat, we're going to have coffee after the service. Don't just run out of here. Get to know people. Let people into your lives. You know, it's really easy when a service is over to bolt out the back door and go off and do our, our thing through the day. But the Lord might be saying to you, no, I want you to hang around a little longer. I want you to get to know somebody who could actually be the, the person who speaks into your life for this next season. Um, you, could, you could have one encounter with somebody and you get a word of encouragement that launches you into the next level of what God has for you in your life. Or God could pair you up with somebody who's going to speak into your life and get you out of the rut that you're stuck in. But you know what? You're going to stay stuck in that rut if you don't open up your lives, if you just bolt out the back door, you don't connect into a life group, you don't get connected, you don't come out to Wednesday Night Life, don't get to know new people, then you're going to stay stuck in the rut. 
But we have life groups here. You know, we have, I think, seven or eight or nine life groups. We have a young adult life group. Um, yeah, amen. Yeah, you heard that. I think we have one right up here. Maybe the leader of that group. Uh, but, you know, get to, you know, get to know people. And, you know, some of the best ministry that we've had in our lives has been in the house of somebody, you know, and like having dinner with people, talking about it, being real. You know, that's how we got to know some of the best mentors in our lives were through being in their homes, you know, not just talking with each other on a Sunday morning because we're not going to go deep enough, you know, in the time that we have. So we do Wednesday Night Life. We do it twice a month, two Wednesday nights a month. We just did it this past Wednesday. We had over 90 people come out for dinner. And just for the first one of the kickoff of the season, we had a fabulous dinner. You got to know people. I purposely try to sit with those that I don't get to interact with on Sundays so that I get to know more people. Um, that's for you too. Come out and get to know more people and then get equipped and get plugged into the body of Christ here. Um, we had people, we had breakout groups all over the facility. We had our host team being led, right? They were talking about how do we extend hospitality to new people. We had the worship team up here that night practicing. We had the prophetic groups. We have our prophetic teams here. They were going deeper and training and studying and you know, you know, sharpening their skills. Um, but that's part of our Wednesday night life. So a couple ways that we can go deeper you know, with each other. Um, I want to close us with this, and I'm going to read this over us. And if you want to stand with me on it, because I just want to pray this over us. We talk about walking in the light. We talk about being honest, being, transparency, being transparent, being vulnerable, going to the next level, whatever that looks like for you. You know, it doesn't mean like you need to open, expose yourself, post your whole story on Facebook for the whole world to see. You know, I'm not talking about opening your life to every single person who's in your life. But what I'm saying this morning, I hope you can hear, is that we don't have hidden areas. You know, that you have somebody in your life that you can share, that you can be honest with, that you can be open with and transparent and let them see into your life. And that we have people that we can pour our heart out to and even lament and say, man, I'm going through this really tough thing. You know, the worst is to be alone, right? We, we don't want people to be alone. Um, but I believe it's through walking in the light that we're going to come into the fullness of experiencing God. We're going to be limited. We're going to hit a ceiling if we are not in our lives able to be open and to be vulnerable. Uh, I want to read this passage out of 1 John. Um, 1 John 1, and I'm going to read this actually out of the message today, but this is so awesome. Um, when we talk about experiencing God, it's not just knowing about him. It's not just knowing head knowledge. It's, it's experiencing him. Even the Apostle John came back to it. Now, he was battling first century Gnosticism that was infiltrating the church. So there was a reason why he was writing this. But as I read this today, we, not, we might not be facing the same battle that he did. But I am st struck by the fact that when the Apostle John was challenged, he came back to, hey, I have seen and I have heard Jesus. I experienced him. Um, he doesn't go back and say, well, I studied all this stuff and I, I went to Bible college and I did this and I learned that. He's like, no. He's like, you're challenging what I'm saying. I'm going to tell you, I walked with him. I was with him. I heard his voice. You know, I was part of him. 
And as I was praying for us this week, that was my heart, is that each one of us would get to the point where it's like when we're challenged, when we feel the enemy coming against us, that we can say, uh, oh no, no, we're not going there. I heard for myself God's voice. I saw it in my life. I felt it in action. I felt the change of God in my life. God's changed my life, okay? So I'm gonna read this, and I want us all to take this for ourselves, and you can play the music now, Mike. Uh, 1 John 1 through 4. This is cool. From the very first day we were there. This is John starting out his letter. From the very first day we were there, taking it all in. We heard it from our own ears, saw it with our own eyes, verified it with our own hands. The word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. And now we're telling you in most sober prose that what we witnessed was this. The infinite life of God himself took shape before us. That is such an incredible passage. From the very first day we were there, we heard it with our own ears, we saw it with our own eyes, we verified it with our own hands. Lord, I just, I pray into that this morning and I pray over, over every person here that we are not just here to learn knowledge, we are here to experience it, we're to see it with our own eyes, we're to touch it with our own hands, we're to bring others along on this journey with us. So it's not just us doing it for ourselves, but we're called to bring others deeper into experience with God, hearing your voice, seeing you at work in our lives. You're with us in the good times, you're with us in the challenge, you're with us on the mountains, you're with us in the valley. Lord, we commit today to follow you, to hear your voice, to experience it, to go deeper, to be, put us on the path of transformation. Lord, even as we talked about this morning, there'd be no hidden areas in us that we can't talk about with someone close to us. That there's nothing that would want to even come close to separating us because we know nothing can separate us from the love of God and we don't want to go down that path. We want to be fully open to whatever you have for our lives, Lord, and open with those around us. Lord, whatever that next step is you have for us today to go deeper into that understanding, Lord, that you'd reveal it, you'd put it in our hearts, you'd drop something into our heart and our spirit, whatever the next step is to go to the point of moving in transparency, moving in more vulnerability, Lord, whatever that next step is, Lord, we, we open ourselves to you, we open our hearts to you, bless you, Lord. Lord, we love you so much. Be glorified in this place. Be glorified by how we live our lives, Lord, that we'd walk in the light, that we'd follow you on this path, Lord, that you lead us and you guide us. And it's so good. It's not always easy, but you are good. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's message. We pray that you experience God's presence and encouragement, grow in a healthy community, and influence your world. For more information, contact newhopecom.org.